Hello, beautiful souls. I have the privilege of sharing the wisdom of Deanna Smith with you today. She is a mentor and a guide and has been my mentor and guide for years. We connect on the power of the feminine, embodiment, releasing resistance. Who doesn't need that? And of course, aligning with our true purpose. Please, if you can, take a moment to head on over and leave a five-star review and a written review of this episode, as of course, it will help just get it in more people's ears. Thank you so much again for just being present with us today. Without further ado, let's get altered with Deanna Smith. What's really yeah. all the rage is that you and I in sisterhood get to come together and have this conversation. So thank you for coming on Altered Podcast. I know. It's so fun. Thanks it's, for having me. It's so good. Yeah. Um, okay. So this podcast, the intention of the podcast, and we've talked about this because you help me process most of my things in life, mm-hmm. is that when we when we're on a path of growth, lay something at the altar, right? We have to surrender something usually. And an altar is a place that we we come when we want to be transformed, right? Whether the altar is where we're getting married or whether the altar is a figurative altar of someone dying or, or having a baby, these big moments in life. And we have the tendency when we lay ourselves at the altar to get altered and to change. So I would love mm-hmm. to hear from you a moment in your life that really altered you. And it could be exquisite or excruciating or any flavor in between. Wow. Just starting out light. Yeah. <laughs> no big duty. deal. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. There's so many. I love that. First of all, that's so cool. Thank you, babe. I, gosh, like I feel like all the time, like right now <laughs> I'm in yeah. a pretty big transformation. My son just started college last week. And the same day he started, or we basically took him to drop him off, um, or they had the opening ceremony of college, my uncle passed, who's uh, one of my most beloved and closest family members. Hmm. Um, So the past week and a half has been pretty altering and it's dealing with that transformation, which I don't quite know what it is yet. It's, It's a little unknown territory. Um, I would say one of the big ones that always stands out for me was the time between my two marriages Mm -hmm. where for large part of it, probably seven years off and on, I was in a relationship that really brought me to my knees and was extraordinarily difficult. Uh, and it really clarified me into knowing what I wanted over and over and over and over again and actually how to get it Wow! for a while. Cause I was like banging my head against the wall for so long doing the same thing and knowing that I was stuck, but still clarifying my vision over and over with that. And then also learning that whole time about, okay, what do I need to do differently here? How am I going to break this? And it was one of the most informative and learning experiences of my life. Powerful learning experiences. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're ready for more. Um, It's so funny because I, you've been my coach Mm -hmm. and I think about like how my mess has turned into my message. 
mm-hmm. right? Like my mess around like unconsciousness or like my mess around like eating disorder stuff or my mess around whatever, right? Uh, unavailability yep. or, or, and it's, and I've turned that into my message. And I think of you as a coach, like that mm-hmm. is so your message. Like you're, you help people figure out what they want, like what their values are and yeah. how to fucking get them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Un- unabashedly and come into yeah. ownership, whatever it may be, because, yeah. you know, it could be easy to buy into someone else's idea of what we should want or what's okay or not okay or right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And I really love to go in with the individual to pinpoint, well, what is it for you? What's exactly true for you? Yeah, And like, let's open some doors Ooh. to that and own it. Yes. Scott, you're so good at it. I I was stalking your social media today as I do. Um, and I was looking at, you have a lot of material around resistance Mm -hmm. and around releasing resistance. And I would love to get like your truth time on what resistance is, how it shows up and how do we move it? Yeah, absolutely. I have a lot of material around resistance because I have spent, spent, a good part of my adult life in resistance. <laughs> so, Same. Yeah. my young, especially my younger adult life. Um, so I really had to learn how to work with it. I mean, if I wanted to have a better life mm-hmm. and, and move through it. So, so the the questions were, what is it as I mm-hmm. see it, and mm-hmm. how to move through it? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's intangible in a sense that we can't always see it. We can see the result of it in our life, you know, when stuff's happening, that's kind of blocking us or we're, we're not making progress toward what we think we want. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's this almost like this force field of energy that makes it really, really slow going in progress in any given area. Mm-hmm. And it like pushes back on us and it can feel oppressive and it can feel frustrating as hell. Um, but it's, it's really a, an energy and it's a misalignment. Um, and it sucks. <laughs> it sucks, it really sucks. Ass. It's the worst. It's the worst. Oh, it is. Um, well, how do we yeah. bust through? How do we, how do we at least like, how do we even know we're in? Cause some of us and in myself in different times in my life, like I didn't even know I was in resistance. I just thought like, mm-hmm. oh, it's hard or like, oh, it's, yeah. you know, like how do we even yeah. recognize that it's resistance and then how do we shift it? Yeah. You you feel that like hitting up against a wall a lot. You feel yeah. bad. It really feels <sighs> bad to be in resistance. Yeah. Um, it does not, the, the progress feels like, really slow or you could be like doing all these things or trying all these things and nothing's happening or you could not be doing things um but there's not there's not a sense of like motion and and things moving it feels like ooh, stagnant stop stagnant yeah Mm -hmm. um and then moving through it is i mean there's there's a lot of ways to do it i like to like really go in like go in first in terms of what exactly is right now where exactly am I right now and how can I lean in um how can I Mm. make the most out of exactly what's happening right now Mm. and embrace it I think that's 
really one of the first steps is, is if I'm not going to fully get present to what is right now and come into full acceptance, I, I think I'm still going to be like fighting that battle. Mm. God's so good. It's like the healing happens with the inclusion of it, not the like pushing yeah. against. Absolutely. Like then there's more hands. resistance. Right. Yeah, right. the re- resistance which is so hard because we stop resisting <laughs> right which is so counterintuitive because you're like i it want is. this gone so like yeah. i want to i want to like push against push it harder. but like actually yeah. what happened yeah push harder but then it just is like a shit show of yeah i mean like mm-hmm. we're constant we're like consciously choosing resistance and that's how we like build muscle but like mm-hmm. the more resistance we take on physically we have to then take on more resistance in order to like continue to grow in that way in the physical yeah, yeah. but with if if we want to let go of the resistance in in like the emotional body or the ethereal body or like internal resistance like drop it lean in how can i have the most fun i possibly could with exactly where i am how can I suck the juice out of this? How can I learn? What What is it? What is there for me to learn here? Mm. So good. You're so good at leaning in. And there's such an element of just like outrageous courageousness with the leaning in. We're not taught to do that. No. Yeah, it is hard. <laughs> it can't be hard. It's, it's no joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's no joke. Yeah, because it mean, feels like, I, like if I lean in, I think for a lot of people that yeah. I'm just like, yep, that's it for me. Just going to be, yeah. this is what it's going to be forever. Given right. up, but it's right. really not that at all. Right. How do we get into clearer focus with what we want? Like I hear people all the time say like, I don't even know what I want. Like, oh, I don't know whether I should dump the chump or I don't know mm-hmm. what to do, or mm-hmm. I don't know what my purpose is. Mm-hmm. How do we come into a clearer vision of that? Mm-hmm. A couple ways, I think. Uh, number one is to come into a clear focus with what we value, what's really important to me. Mm. And a lot of that, and actually it's just sort of the same as part two answer, because ultimately what we value is how we want to experience our life. It's how we want to feel, right? I value mm-hmm. freedom. I value connection. I value love. I value um, depth of connection. And and mm. so in our values is also how do we want to experience our lives? How do we want to feel? And And those mm. are both, those are clarifying in terms of what do we ultimately want? Because what we ultimately want is is a certain set of feelings. And so it's just to, mm. to be able to start there and work backwards can be so helpful. And and at a time of crossroads or at a time of like, I'm in this relationship and I don't know where it's going. Or I'm having a challenge with a relationship. Um, to come back to what do I really want? Or what do I value? How do I mm. want to experience my life? How do I want to feel? And to start with that and then let that inform the choice. And I would even take it another step and say that once I'm clear on those things, like start dosing myself with it more. Mm. 
because if I'm not experiencing it right now, it's an opportunity for me to expand into that and to, mm. to transform into that. And as I do, if this relationship isn't aligned with that, it's going to start to become really obvious. So I won't need to be confused for a long time. Mm. God, that's so good. And it's, it's again, like kind of counterintuitive to what we're taught culturally um, because we're all about like, I want to see it. I want to, I want to like do it, just take action on it, not like get in touch with how I'm feeling and like Mm -hmm. align and move Mm -hmm. from that place so that I can step into the, the real, like, I, I think what you're, what you do so beautifully is you actually allow people to become more themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like step more deeply into who they really are. Not like, Oh, I, I'm going to meet this goal or I'm going to do this thing or go like, it's more like, okay, I just want you to be more you, whatever that means, because we're all here yeah. in this body to like do us. Yeah. Um, so totally. for people who are like, I don't know how to get in touch with what I feel like, what are some Mm -hmm. tools that you offer your clients around getting in touch with how they actually feel in the moment? Mm, That's a good question. Breath into the body. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Starting to notice, um, because there are people that become accustomed to living their lives in a lot of bypass and often that was really supportive for them at, at certain points in their lives. They needed that to get through to survive. Um, and so there are some people that kind of just don't even notice like, Oh, nothing bothers me or, Oh, I'm fine. Kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been iterations of that myself. Okay. And, and so to actually, pause and just notice and and sometimes anxiety can be a clue like Hmm. it's not just anxiety there's something underneath it there's a message and if you give it space if you ask questions and go a little bit deeper you can get in touch with how you're actually feeling um so Hmm. just to like get more curious start to listen a little more closely and give yourself space give yourself space and breath and be, I think a gentle curiosity is, is helpful. Hmm. Just like, oh, hmm, I wonder what that is. Hmm. Hmm. Just a sensible curiosity. That I remember sense. you. A sensible curiosity. <laughs> sensible. I remember once as your client, you told me, you know, when you're moving so fast, nothing can catch you. Mm. And because that's my thing, right? Like I'm like speed demon. Like I get, I, yeah. I like wear it as a badge of honor. I'm like, I get more done before 8 a.m. than most people do in the whole day. And it's like a that's whole really, thing. Yeah it's, it's a good, yeah. it's a good story, yeah. right? And, right. Yeah. and yeah, you can't really feel much when you're moving too fast. Yeah. Like you really can't yeah. feel much of anything. You're just, do, you're in your doing story. Totally. Totally. And that can work for a time and according to a lot of the world it can it can work but then when you don't get what you want then it's a time to time to take pause well I think that's part of my attraction to you as well as a as a coach and as a teacher because you 
I think more than anyone I've actually ever met, you embody so many aspects of the feminine. Mm. You know, you didn't say like, get curious. You said like, just come at it with a gentle curiosity. Like, it's not like, (laughs) take action. It's like, see how you feel. You know, like you are pure embodiment of the feminine. And I'd love to hear about your relationship to the feminine and how you got there. Because we still have such a fucked up relationship to it, I find, as a society. And like you do it with such grace and with such power, which is what, you know, femininity is. Yeah. Um, So talk to me about that. Yeah. It's so funny that, that you're asking that question because literally this week I'm like, I think it's time for me to integrate my healthy masculine more. Um, and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, watching yeah. this documentary, this football documentary, I started it last night about um, the Florida Gators, like college team between like 2005 and 2009. It's so good. I'm like, yeah. But also it becomes, it's like, they're like really unhappy. It's like super competitive, but like, it's not <laughs> really a full success story. It's successful in terms of like they win, but they're not really happy. So I'm like, not that, but like some form of more integration of that. Yeah, for me. Yeah. But yes, the feminine is really powerful. And it's it's interesting because it's not about not taking action either. Of course not. It's about taking aligned action, right? Not just hammering. Um, and my journey with it, it's been interesting. I I was a feminist when I was in elementary school. And I think the reason is that I saw where you got validation in the world, where people typically got validation in the world and and who had power and why. And I was like, well, I'm just as good as them. Like, why can't I have that same thing? And so I was like really on one about it. Like my principal in elementary school called me Ms. Steinem on my report card. And I was like, what does that mean? I just talking to Alex about Gloria Steinem the other day. He like were. totally forgot who she, who she was. And I was like, yeah. we saw someone who looked like her. I'm like, that looks like Gloria Steinem. He's like, who? <laughs> so She was like really pretty too. Stunning. Stunning. But I wouldn't say person or human because I'm like, why does every word have like a man or like a male? part of it I'll just say lady I won't say woman like I was very on top of it um and then I went through puberty and I realized a different type of power and so I kind of like swung in the other direction and you know I was in acting and modeling and I was working at Hooters and so it was interesting to explore the other side of it and and then being in relationships where the dynamic was a certain way because they were the higher earner, like by a lot and, and more empowered in their careers at the time than I was. And ultimately it was like me coming into like really full acceptance of who I really am and what I really offer and loving it and embracing it that has allowed me to have power in my femininity. And I feel so empowered now that even in my current relationship, it doesn't matter. Like I can make a lot of money or I can make no money. It doesn't matter. I have just as much power. Uh, I'm, I'm really seen and honored and embraced for 
all that I am. And it's, it's just started with me like really accepting and loving it and like leaning in and really relishing actually all the different parts of me. Mm. And that's, that's what it is to, to go back to your question is it's, it's been me coming into like delight about the parts of me that are really who I am. And that's, that's where the power comes from. I I believe with anything, with any, for anyone. Oh, so much to say there. Um, and, and I love that you shared authentically about like that you're integrating more of the masculine too, because it's yeah. like we, the pendulum swings in all the directions. Like, uh, like I lean more toward the masculine right now, mm-hmm. very feminine looking and very, you know, feminine in many ways, but like my energetic is very masculine and like I'm integrating more of the feminine. And I look at, I look at like, and of course that's nothing to do with gender. It's just about energetics and mm-hmm. and we're supposed to have both. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we, we sway in both directions um, and we all need both. And sometimes we need more, more masculine and sometimes we need more feminine. I'm in an integration of the more feminine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like really deeply in some ways uncomfortable for me because it's hard for me to, to like feel. Yeah. And, and delight. Yeah. It's hard for you to feel harder for you to feel what? Any sensation. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm good at it. I'll do it. But like mm-hmm. sitting with sensation in general, part of the reason it's my message is because it's, it's hard for me. Mm-hmm. My mom used to say before she died, she she spent most of her life not looking to the right or the left, just plowing straight ahead. And wow. I think of that as like a means of disembodying herself. Like she didn't like stop to go like, what do I feel about that? Huh? Do I like that person? Huh? Do I really want to do that? It was just like, it was fear-based, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it, Fear was driving the car of her life mm-hmm. and it drove it really fast and yeah. that lives in me. And so do, like untying those internal knots, um, yeah, it's a huge part of it. Totally. So it's, You're doing amazing. It's fascinating. That's the, well, we both are. Yeah. That's the thing about integration though. It's like the, the parts that are connected and aligned are not going anywhere. We're just like allowing something else to come into being or to come come together and be expressed through us. Mm. Um, and so it's cool. Like I think about, you know, if you think about the idea of money, if you have cultivated yourself as a person and you're grounded and you know what is important to you and you're connected with that and you're living that then money is just great, right? It's like, it's like then integrating that. It's like, you don't have to be like, oh, well, I'm going to be a bad person. No, that other part of you is not going anywhere. I think about like, as I'm integrating this masculine piece, like my femininity is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, it's connected. It's here, right? So now I got to just like bring this other piece and it's so funny because when you th- said the thing about cool. your mom, like blinders, I was like yeah. literally thinking like, I need to be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want like that energy for a minute. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, and it's powerful. It, you get a lot mm-hmm. of stuff done. For sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I had this, this healer, his name's Jordan, um, Jordan Mind Body. I think this is, this is Instagram. Say to me, um, I've, I've really integrated my feminine because I've learned to uh, mother myself. And the way I relate with myself, I've really cultivated this very nurturing way of being with myself and relating with myself. But I didn't Mm -hmm. have the model of like a very like, like that masculine, like go get it. Um, So that's, I'm still like trying to kind of put my finger on that energy and and bring it in more. Mm. The the mothering piece is so... um beautiful because I've been, I mean, I was there the day that you gave birth to, to your beautiful Valhalla Mm -hmm. and to, to witness you as a mother and the way that you hold her when she's in every sensation, whether Mm -hmm. she's laughing her face off or screaming and you want to pull your hair out. Um, you know, the way that you do it to her is the way that you do it to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did you, how did you cultivate Thank that? You. And how did you know to cultivate that? That's a really great question. I think it's been, well, obviously it's been a process. I know that when I learned what it felt like to forgive myself, that was a huge changing moment in my life. And from that time everything in my life changed for the better so that was a start was bringing my awareness to how mean I'd been to myself and how unhelpful that was and how hard I'd been on myself and how I had been gaslighting myself and feeling guilty for just like being me for so long Mm -hmm. um so this it started with Mm self-forgiveness and and feeling it in my body, not just like knowing like, oh, I need to forgive myself, but actually viscerally like getting that sensation in my body of forgiveness. And then that was like the umbrella that everything else came under where then I could notice when when I was having a cruel thought and just stop and learn to relate with it differently. Mm. With compassion. There's such a big exhale on that. There's so much relief in that forgiveness. The word that that comes forward for me when I think of you and your relationship to not only Valhalla and certainly um, not only Maximus, also Scott, also me as a client mm-hmm. of yours is like you, there's, there's not a lot of reactivity in you. Mm-hmm. Like you you yeah. hold the ability to respond more than you hold the ability to react, which that's creates great. like a lot of <laughs> yeah. Like mm-hmm. at least that's my my experience of you. Yeah, Obviously, we all react. I I hope you react yeah. when you're like in a car accident. You know, like um. But that that ability to respond and to like hold it, it's not like Ovahala screaming like ah screaming right back at you. Shut up. It's mm-hmm. like Okay, hold on. Let's like let's talk about it. Let's yeah. sit with it. 
you know? Yeah. It's yeah. not, I can't handle it. It's like, I, I, I can handle totally. this actually. You're like, you're able to hold it. Um, and yeah. that's really amazing. I think that one of the things that's helped me with that a lot actually is maybe this seems counterintuitive. I don't know, but learning to accept my feelings, accept mm. when I'm angry, accept when I am triggered and not make myself wrong for it and actually give myself space to process it in a healthy way so mm. that it's okay if I'm triggered, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't need to like put I can know like, oh, that's my stuff that I need to process. And I'll like take a foam bat in the yard sometimes and like Fuck yeah. bang on a barrel or like hit balls or throw balls or throw pillows in my office. Um, but giving myself space to feel that I lose you. No, you're totally good. And it, it does. I know that the app does like a weird like glitch, but it's actually still recording somehow. So it's amazing. <laughs> it's not in resistance. Okay. So we were talking about integrating um, like the conscious mother. Oh, yes. And patience and mm-hmm. um, the, oh, the yes, ability was, to respond yeah. rather than react. Yeah. And I was saying that. <laughs> me giving myself acceptance for how I feel and the space to feel it actually really helps me with that. It helps me to mm. respond more often than I react because um, I'm not making myself wrong for how I feel. And then I am getting space to feel it. Like I will go and mm. take a foam bat into the yard and like hit things or like kick balls mm. and throw balls and like, throw pillows in my office and like, <laughs> like move it. Right. And, yeah. and it's, it's yeah. okay. It's allowed. It's a part of my humanness and I can mm-hmm. like give myself the space and in a safe space to feel all of it and move it. Well, it's so good because it actually ties back into what you were saying around resistance, right? Like you giving yourself the room, room to actually feel it, to heal it. Like that's the exact definition of like surrendering to it, like releasing Mm -hmm. the resistance. Mm -hmm. And so of course that makes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's helpful. And it's fun too. And sometimes it's fun for people if they get a glimpse of it. I just found these things on on Amazon um, called Dammit Dolls. Oh, okay. and oh, it's so fun! I want to get them for um, for Alex's kids. They're these like yeah. they look like little humans, and yeah. they have like really weird hair, and they have all different types of Dammit Dolls. So like, there's yeah. Dammit Dolls for like when you feel upset about your body, and then there's like Dammit Dolls for when you're like angry at your parents, and you like it like gives you a script, and you're and you're supposed to say Damn it, Damn it, Damn it, and, like slam it down. <laughs> Oh, wow. Cool. I know. I really want to get it. What do you mean it gives you a script that like says things that you can say to be like, to like move the energy? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Like if you don't, if you don't have a language for it or if you don't really know, like I'm feeling frustrated, but I don't really know. Like, especially with kids, there was an incident once where, um, Alex's youngest, uh, 
what just was like super upset. She was super angry and she just goes, Dada, I'm so angry right now. And he was like, talk to me about it. Like, what was it about? And she was just like, I don't even know. I'm just so angry. She didn't have like a language or a Mm -hmm. way to express it, but like he held her in it and it was really Mm -hmm. beautiful to see and to witness, but like, we don't always have a language for it. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes we, totally. we do need a little it's script. Like a, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yes. Yes. We love, <laughs> we love to move the energy. Um, so you've been talking a lot lately about boundaries mm-hmm. and like internalizing boundaries and mm-hmm. like, I, I heard you say something so beautiful the other day about, and I'd love for you to expand on it if you can around like, okay, if I want to internalize a boundary with myself, like I, I look at something that just is mm-hmm. right. Like, like, okay, this just is I, like, if I have to pee, I go to the bathroom. Like I don't, yeah. it's not like, Oh, I, I have energy around it. Like, can you talk yeah. to me a little bit more about yeah, a, and you're why not we like- do that? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, why no. we need it? No, I love it. Why we need it and like what that even means. Okay. Um, yeah, like if we go to the bathroom, we're not like, I have a boundary. Right. I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I think sometimes people think that having boundaries means that you're like putting a sign up or you're like, I'm gonna tell people it's like a thing. and like yeah. there's that might be one step in the process, right? Like maybe there's a time along our timeline that we need to do that but that to me that's not a truly internalized boundary because it's not to the isness yet mm. isness is power right I that's that. force that's like you know david hawkins i'm a david hawkins geek uh power yeah. versus force um yeah. but for me like getting to the place where it's just living where it just is 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 power and that's mm. how we can reframe our reality like just create this like whole new scaffolding uh for the the a, a different experience mm. um cool so like if we're trying to make like working out five days a week our new mm-hmm. boundary like the doctor is like yeah. hey you got to do this and you're like mm-hmm. okay i want and i want to like yeah. how do we then like integrate it into being just what is right so i would start with something that's like uh, hopefully for most people, they would brush their teeth every day without really thinking about it. Right. right. It would just be like, that's just part of what we do. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not like, oh, I got to brush my teeth. Oh, I don't really want to, but oh, I got to get the toothbrush out. Jeez. I don't have time. I just don't have time today. We're not in a, a dial inner dialogue about it. I would say most people I'm speaking from my experience, but yes. it's yeah. just something that we do. We make time for it. It's, it's just part of life. So I would start by taking something like that. And really feeling like, how does that live in me? What is the mm. what is the feeling in my body of I brush my teeth? Yeah. And and sitting with it. Mm. And then going, okay, so so what if going to the gym five days a week or exercising or whatever it might be lived in me like that? What would that be like? And sort of that's like opening the door to this new reality, this new possibility. Mm. where what if I experienced that as a given? Because, you know, as someone who's raised children and is raising children, there is a time mm-hmm. when brushing teeth is not just a given. There's 
yeah. we struggle around it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. It's a lot. <laughs> it's funny that I picked that one. I wasn't even No, um, of course. It's perfect, yeah. actually. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting because it, that was a process of internalization probably for me, too. I mean, I would imagine. I don't remember that. But there was a time where I was like, oh, I don't want to brush my teeth. Or then I was like, huh, okay, I guess I'll brush my teeth. And then I was just like, yeah, I brush my teeth. Of course. God, that's so good. I love that. And then it's in the body too. Exactly. And and I think think of feeling. Yeah. yeah, I think that's, that's why the references are so helpful for me because if it's been an experience, I, I can tap into what is that in my body? How does it live in my Mm. body? What does it feel like? Mm. And, And that helps me to bring something else closer. So when it comes to something like values, because I, I think about, I think about, it, it kind of goes back to people not knowing what their values are. Like we talked about them wanting them getting what they want. But what if they don't even know like what they value? Like what's the breakdown of how we even understand what, what we value? Yeah. I think there's a few ways that that you can play with it. And um, some of the questions that I like to ask are, you could just look at a values list and like pick Hmm. out 10 to 15 that you're like, oh yeah, I resonate with that. I resonate with that. I resonate with that. I like to do a few different things and then Hmm. see where the commonalities are. Hmm. So you could start there. You could just like Google a values list and be like, yeah, resonate with those. Hmm. And then you could ask yourself some questions like, what are if I think about the times I've been the most joyful in my life, Hmm. what was I doing? Who was I with? Hmm. If I think about um, some of the harder times I've had in my life, what did that tell me about what I value? Because it's going to tell you Hmm. something about what you value. Mm -hmm. Um, Big time. And then notice where the commonalities are. I would go, what would I want people to say about me at the end of my life? And what comes out is going to tell me something about what I value. And then kind of connect the dots, see what comes up multiple times. Mm, that's so good. You could even um, ask yourself, like, you know, when did I feel the most free? Mm. Right? When did I... Mm-hmm. When did I feel the most amount of love? What was I doing? Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. That's super rich. Yeah, I feel like you, um, one of your many gifts is inquiry and your mm-hmm. ability to like lead people deeper into themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is totally an off the cuff question. Didn't think about this or prepare it in any way, shape or form. So you take your sweet time. But is there like a, is there like a piece of inquiry that you wish we all would ask ourselves mm. that like you feel like the mm. general population could really benefit from receiving and, and like constantly digging deeper into it and like being more curious about it. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot, but the first thing that comes to mind is actually the, the, the questions that we ask ourselves on a regular basis are leading our consciousness. They're leading our perception. Mm. They're going to be responsible for what we notice 
and and how we experience our reality. Mm. So yeah, if there were questions that that I think would benefit people the most, it would be to ask questions that are going to lead us where we want to go rather than where we don't want to go. Because I think we're, Mm. we get, or we can get accustomed to asking questions that are actually leading us exactly where we don't want to go. I think that's probably more common than the other. And just bringing consciousness to that and reframing is really powerful. Like I start my day huge most days with a set of questions and, and I have a set that I pulled from mm. uh, Ed Milet book, which was inspired, I think by Tony Robbins. And, um, mm. it's like pride, gratitude, um, happy about, there's like about five or six questions that I'll usually start with. But I also often end my day thinking about what am I proud of for the day from the day? What am I grateful for? And not only with the questions, are we dosing our bodies with a set of feelings? Even if we're just thinking our answers, we're dosing our bodies with a set of feelings. We're actually reprogramming our biochemistry in answering certain questions, even if we're answering them in our mind, because they make us feel a certain way. Wow. But then we're also programming ourselves to look for the answers to the questions. So good. Um, I'd love to hear a bit about, you know, just as we kind of begin the wind up process, I I am really excited about this course that you're about to offer. Um, And I'd love for you to talk to us a bit, because I I think a lot of what we just discussed here today is actually going to be, it feels like a part of this course. Mm -hmm. And so if you could just kind of talk to us about like, who you're wanting to serve, what's your intention going into it? Like, what do you think people are going to receive from it? And, and where can we find out more about it? Yeah. Um, so the class is it's a six week. It's called, it's not so much a class as it is a group. It's a group coaching experience. It's called Ignite Your Life. And I really want to bring together a powerful group of people, people that want to make impact in the world, people that they know they have something that they want to share in the world or do in the world and want support with that. And maybe it's something that's already moving. Maybe it's something that just feels like a little blocked or a little stuck. Mm. And I want to support people in opening the door to a new possibility that's more supportive for what they want to do and who they really are and Mm. come into it an energetic alignment with that um, so that they can let go of the resistance and take ownership and build the structure that will allow that reality to come to fruition. And so it's, it's guided in, in terms of covering those aspects. And also it's, it's me working with people specifically with, with where their blocks are to help, them with what they need to create specifically so good um if if you could wave a magic wand and like give the world some message some something that like feels like a deanna smith stamp Mm -hmm. what would that be Hmm. 
you can do it your way. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> In fact, we want it your way. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Amazing. Love it. Amazing. Love it. Yeah. Mm. I'm I'm so so grateful that we just got to the heart of the matter and got to discuss some really powerful things that I think people can really take with them. Um thank you for being a dear sister. Thank and you. Thank you for carving out the time just to chat with us. I'm so grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful for you. I love you. I love you too. Where can we find you, Dee? Deanna with love.com Deanna with love coaching on Instagram. Love it. All right, baby. Yeah. I'll see you. I'll see you this weekend. Yes, you will. Okay. Bye. Bye. Guys, thank you so much for being here, taking the time out of your day to connect, to get altered. What a gift. If you liked this episode, please do share it, share it with someone who could benefit from it, share it on social media. We need to have these conversations. We need to have free content that we can integrate into our lives. So share it. It would mean so much to me and it will probably mean something to whoever you share it with. Uh, Again, if you haven't already, please do leave us a five-star review and a written review wherever you listen to this podcast. It will help us so much and you're the best. Thanks so much.